You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. I am so excited to have Anna Votino. I said that yes, right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Anna Votino on the podcast today. Okay. Let me just, I'm trying to summarize her accomplishments, <laughs> which is Good a luck. really hard yeah. feat for sure. So she's a stand up comedian. She's a voice actor. She's an on camera actress. Now also a voice um, agent. I know. That was a, that was a, uh, not a shocking turn of events. Right. But a, a left field universe. Yeah. Here you go. You want to do that? Right. Sure. Okay. I'll sure. Let yeah. me add that right in. I would very it. much enjoy yeah. doing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you've probably seen Anna. She's been on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Jimmy Kimmel Live. That was just recently. Yeah. Well, you've done several things with Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, too. When they call, I just make sure to show up because yeah. it's a nice. I, I, it's yeah. fun. I think that would be a good yeah. plan to yeah. see. Yes, <laughs> it's polite Jimmy to Kimmel, do that. Right. To do the job when they offer you one. You yes. Know? <laughs> She's also been on Free Radio, which is an improv show on VH1 Comedy Central. She's the voice of Thursday nights on ABC. She also co-hosts uh, another podcast yes. called Fitness Confidential with Vinny Tortorich. Did mm-hmm. I say that right? Yep. And um, I just was listening to some of the podcasts this morning with Vinny. He has a lot of information. It's very inspiring, too. Yes, um, he is. Fitness. And then not only that, but Anna is also, she's a cookbook author. She wrote Eat Happy, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free, Low-Carb Recipe for a joyful life and she is a celiac so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about the cookbook and stuff first and then we'll talk a little bit about the business great so tell me how you kind of found out that you had celiac disease tell me about that journey well it was it was a while ago my my mom was always kind of really sickly and she had all of the classic symptoms of celiac uh, she suffered from depression. She had skin rashes. She was severely anemic. She had stomach problems. She had allergies. Uh, she had everything but migraine. Migraine is like one thing that celiac, yes. that's a big symptom. Right. Um, but it was around 2001, 2002, and we didn't have a lot of awareness. And my friend who lives here in Atlanta, who has, who is a type 1 diabetic, I overheard her saying one time that she was cutting out gluten. I'm like, why? And she said, sometimes if you have one autoimmune, you could develop another autoimmune. I don't want to get celiac disease. And I said, what's that? And she says, it's an autoimmune where the, uh, the body basically, when you have gluten, it activates the autoimmune response and attacks your gut and especially your, uh, small intestines. And it flattens the villi, which are, if you remember from biology class in ninth grade, those are the things that absorb all the nutrients in your body. And so I just clocked this and I told my mom, I was like, you should have them test you for that. Mm. Maybe you have that. And sure enough, and she had to tell the doctors what it was because nobody knew what it was. Right, right. And then they said to her, tell your daughter and her daughter that they need to be tested because it's hereditary. Wow. And I was like, mom, I don't, I'm an actress. Like I don't eat pasta. Like I don't have that disease. (laughs) And then I got tested and they're like, oh, you do have that disease. And I was like, really? And then after taking gluten out of the diet, which is like the first most important step with celiac, all these things cleared up. Like I had developed night asthma and I had these bad seasonal allergies and I was taking Allegra every day. And like uh, I had abdominal in, in, intestinal problems that I yeah. was like, that's just normal. And right. it's like, no, you're 28. That's not normal. Sure. You shouldn't have that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm not 28. I'm referring to <laughs> it was a long <laughs> time ago. You look 28. You <laughs> Thank you. Been, yeah, you too. We're all 28, guys. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> We're millennials, so whatever. Totally. We get it. We get it. 
Um, so that's basically what happened is that I was almost accidentally, I got her diagnosed and then she got me diagnosed. Mm-hmm. So, and then my daughter luckily doesn't have it, although she was just diagnosed with Hashimoto's. So it's a whole other, it's, a, it's just a fa- family of autoimmune disease. Yeah. I had no idea though it was genetic. This is the first time I've ever heard that. So well, that is crazy. Yes. And, and it tends to be, and it's not all the time, but it tends to be more of a female disease. Mm-hmm. And if you have any Scotch-Irish or British descent, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it occurs more. Okay. Who knows why? Nobody knows. That's People crazy. are trying to figure out, is it, is it gut imbalances? Is it bacterial imbalance? Is it, why would the immune system attack? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, they, they don't know why. People, yeah. there's all sorts of, the, the, they say the wheat is different than the wheat we used to have. Sure. It could be, we don't know. Right. But we don't know. There's no science on why it's happening. Mm-hmm. But um, I am glad I was diagnosed when I was. Yeah. Because my mom was very sick, and she was 58 when she was diagnosed. So. Wow. And how is she doing now? Well, she's, she's passed great. away now. Oh, um, and not from celiac, yeah. but I got to say, her health was not always the strongest. Because what I say to people who are celiacs is the number one thing is to cut out gluten, and you may need to do more. You oh. may need to also cut out dairy. You may need to also cut it. Because if you have autoimmune, there could be certain foods that are triggering it. And I always encourage people to go. There's like Everly Well is a really accessible accessible home test you can uh-huh. do. Or ask your allergist. If you have an allergist or a gastroenterologist, if you can ask them for some testing, okay. some further testing on other foods. It's called cross-contamination, hmm. which basically means the body... Since the some molecules in dairy are very similar, I'm getting into nitty gritty. Molecules in amazing. dairy yeah. are very similar <laughs> to molecules in gluten, and they and the body it will still trigger the autoimmune response. So you think you're not doing it, but okay. then you could be with other foods. That's all I'm gonna say. Wow. So and Everly Well is that something you can send off? You know what they for? were on? Yes, they were on Shark Tank. Oh and I saw much. How many times have you watched Shark Tank and ordered stuff off the TV? I do I it know, all the time. I know. I'm I know. I'm obsessed it's with crazy. it. Crazy. Those are like Christmas gifts. Like some yeah. people. And my brother-in-law, he loves Shark Tank, so he's always like, "Hey, get this for me." Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for Christmas. They know that though. Yes, totally. They're like, "What? Uh-huh. What will? What will ladies sitting yeah. at home watching Shark Tank want yeah. to order?" It's like our generation <laughs> yes. of the QVC, exactly. right? Home shopping. <laughs> I'm like, I want that. I'm gonna do that home allergy food test. And it was accurate compared to the fancy, expensive yes. tests that I took through. The the functional medicine doctor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, anyway. Yeah. yeah, that's so true. I I have a gluten allergy. I don't have celiacs. But my regular doctor didn't catch it. And I it, I did have to go to a further, like a more in-depth kind of Did you do uh, blood test? tests? A or blood how? test. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Blood test. So, uh, and it changed. It changed my life because I was getting the headaches. Um, I'd get a headache mm. for like three days straight. That so no, a migraine. Yes. No ibuprofen would take care of nothing like that. And I'm yeah. like, what's wrong with me? And then, of course, eliminate gluten, fine. And have no you problem. done the thing, too, where you're like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to have a piece of pizza. And then you get the headache oh, again. And yes. then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then you're like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Everyone has sure. to go through that. Yeah. Because it's hard to give up an entire food mm-hmm. group Yeah. in a way. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And for, for, you know, in L.A. and New York and big cities like Atlanta, there are places that have gluten-free stuff, mm-hmm. but it's not as easily as accessible. And when I was diagnosed in 2002, nobody had anything. Yes. And I would spend so way. much money on crappy-tasting products. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> the cardboard. Like I, got a, I got a bag of cookies that was $17 one time at Whole Foods. 
I don't know why I did that. This was years ago. And they were the (laughs) worst cookies I've ever had in my life. I wish I could remember the product name because I would say on I would say on the air what it is and out them and be like, Don't buy them. Yeah. They're well, garbage. and especially as an actress, seventeen dollars. Oh, I know on cookies, but I wanted those what? dang cookies. <laughs> I wanted them. Yeah, and they were awful. I was so mad. Throw them out with the rage. So is that what inspired you to write the cookbook? Well, sort of. Okay. So then what happened was I uh, started food blogging because I was like, well, I'm going to figure out. I'm half Southern and I'm half Italian, so I'm going to figure <laughs> out how to make, you know, red velvet cake yeah. and lasagna. And key lime pie, yeah. gluten-free. I'm going to mm-hmm. figure out how to do this. And I did, because I wanted people to be able to come over, because I like to feed the people. Right. And I want them to not know that they're having a gluten-free cake mm-hmm. and just enjoy it, you know? And then what what happened was I started putting on weight, because I was eating all sugars and all grains right. all the time. And I was doing that thing where I felt sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm just going to treat myself, because mm-hmm. I can't have what everybody else can have. <laughs> this went on for like years. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a temper tantrum way of eating. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took many years to peel that back, too, and to mm-hmm. address the food issues, you know? And I started putting on weight. And then in 2012, my friend Vinny yeah. said, let's do this podcast. And I said, okay. And he told me about the way that he keeps weight off of his clients. Is called He calls it NSNG, no sugars, no grains. So for the most oh. part in your life, if you avoid sugars and processed grains, you're going to drop the weight. Mm-hmm. And I did. And so I was like, oh. Ah, I get it. So, because yeah. a lot of people think if I go gluten free, I'm going to lose a ton of weight. Not necessarily. No. When I went gluten free, mm-hmm. I gained weight because my body had never digested anything before. Right. And then I was just eating so much sugars and grains and that yeah. stuff. It's a hormonal thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will fatten you right up. Mm-hmm. And it's so true about even feeling sorry for yourself because when you're at a table and you're like, oh no, I can't have that piece of cake or I can't have this because I'm gluten free. Man, it sucks. You know, it does. It's, a, it's a horrible feeling. And so I know a lot of times I've just been like, well, fine, I'll just have this big steak and, you know, whatever. Right. Fries. I can have fries. Fries, <laughs> fries are the dangerous thing when you're not having gluten. Yes. Everyone's like, I'm going to have fries. And I'm yeah. like, well, okay. I but- never had fries before and then all of a sudden right. I'm gluten free and I'm like, like give me all the fries I can have the fries yeah, at I least guess. I can have like that one, like, <laughs> like we have such an abundance of food in this country yeah. and yet we're like I can't have that so I'm gonna you know it's real, it's, it is funny it's how we all yeah. act but it, and it will bring up if you have issues surrounding food it will bring it up mm. and you need to address it yeah yeah because <laughs> or else it's just gonna keep coming up right you right. know right and I had to do that yeah well and one of the things that I love about your cookbook <clears throat> so Anna's cookbook. I've made your beef and portobello stew. Yes. I made that just a couple weeks ago. It's a very ago. like chill it's recipe. So easy. easy to do. In mm-hmm. the crock pot. And mm-hmm. Mike loved it. Good. Because that's the hard part is that I don't do a ton of meat. Um, yeah. But Mike has to have his meat and it has to be hearty. So if it's healthy, that's it has to be hearty. hearty. Mm-hmm. And that one was super hearty. And I could just pick out the mushrooms instead of the right. meat. And that's so right. it was really great. Um, but you also have a recipe for fried oak. Which is like one of my—I mean, I'm a I southern fried, girl. Yes, and yes, I'm so excited. about And I'll have fried green recipe. tomatoes in the next cookbook. <gasps> Low carb fried green tomatoes. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. That's my favorite. I'm so excited. Um, so great. We always grow tomatoes in the yard, mm-hmm. and uh, and I pick them way early because I'm too excited to have to make the fried <laughs> green tomatoes. But yes, I I um I think it's important to make recipes that please the whole family mm-hmm. because when when. A lot of wives and moms, if they say, I'm going on a diet this week, the family goes, oh, no, what do we have to eat? Chicken breasts and white rice? No. If you're going to cut out 
a lot of processed carbs, you have to up the fat content or else Mm -hmm. you will never feel full. You cannot subsist on protein alone. Mm -hmm. So I, that's why the recipes have olive oil in them, have avocado, have, uh, I have a recipe for homemade mayo. If you have eggs, if like a a dairy, half my recipes have dairy, half don't, I personally don't do a lot of dairy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I got to be careful with that. And I have a lot of substitutes in there if you don't do dairy, but you have to kind of up that. And then that's what makes it so satisfying. Mm -hmm. And then they don't know that they're eating (laughs) something healthy or like cauliflower tots is a really popular recipe in there. And, and the parents are always amazed. Like I got my kids to eat cauliflower. I'm like, yeah, because they think it's a potato. Yeah. Great. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. That's totally. awesome. Yeah. yeah, and even for desserts, um, you have a recipe, which I've made these before, too, with the almond cups. Oh, yeah. Which, with the dark chocolate mm-hmm. on top, and they're so delicious, and it's great yeah. if you it want that It feels like you're dessert, having a candy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if you want to add a sweet to it, you can, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. So I it all the depends. dark chocolate, too, helps yeah, it does. add a little sweetness it does. to it anyways. And yeah. almond butter sometimes is a little sweet. It's nice. So we were talking a little bit last night about uh, going out to eat. Yeah. And uh, you said because we love to do that. (laughs) Yes, you're like Heidi. Don't worry, I've got tricks. I know how to. I know how to navigate restaurants being a celiac. So tell me some of those tips that you have. Well, discovered. I one time I went out with a friend's uh, daughter was with us, and she has celiac, and it was amazing how much I I made them clean the grill for her. Like I made them clean things off before they Mm -hmm. made her food. Where I won't make them do that for me. You're going to get cross-contamination in restaurants. It's just part Mm -hmm. of it. So get ready to figure out how to do the menu. If you're a type of person who gets a real, like, reaction, uh, a right-away reaction, like, I can tell if I've gotten glutened and I get kind of sick. But if as far as, like, regular cross-contamination, I do okay. But you can ask them to clean the grill or you can call ahead to the restaurant. Okay. And don't be embarrassed about that. Be like... Hey, we're trying to manage this. Is this something you guys can help out with? If not, cool. We'll pick another place. No big deal. Right. Um, but when you get there, let's say you don't have control over it. First of all, there are certain types of cuisine that are a lot easier, like Mexican mm-hmm. food, American food. It's a lot easier just to pick meat and veg or pick a salad and uh, tell them, you know, no bread, no croutons, none of that. Right. And, and it won't be as cross-contaminated. Uh, if you do pick a meat... You have to tell them that, you know what I mean? Like, what's in this marinade? Mm. I walked into a place called California Chicken Cafe, which is a chain in L.A., uh-huh. where it's basically just like rotisserie chicken and sides and then like a bunch of salads, right? Oh, okay. You think it'd be real easy sure. there. And I walked in and I asked the guy, I was like, I just have like the, the three-piece dark meat and then like a, the kale salad, but to make sure there's no bread or croutons. And then the manager goes, we don't have, our everything has gluten in it. And I was like, like I was like, whoa, whoa, mean, you're mean. That's rude. It was really rude. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I won't order anything yeah. then. I was like, your marinade has gluten in it? And she's like, yeah, it does. And so I was like, okay. Well, there you go. All the people who think they're eating gluten-free at California Chicken Cafe yeah. or not. Yeah. Um, and then the the other guy who was waiting there, he goes, well, it, it has sugar in it. And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, that's not good, but sugar's not gluten. Like, right. they, they had no idea what they, they were saying. No so idea. I just... Pass. Sure. It was a hard pass on California Chicken Cafe. Wow. So you just kind of have to talk to them, mm-hmm. and you might have to be doing like a little bit of gentle education, mm-hmm. but nothing bossy or nothing yeah. like demanding. Yeah. But if you can find a meat and veg or just a veg, and then you can ask them. I always order, if it feels like I'm scared of the dressing or the marinade, I'll always order a side of avocado because that will help you fill up. Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love, and who doesn't love avocado, my, right? Yeah, I know. It's oh so good. Oh my gosh, so delicious. Mm-hmm. You know, something that you said, uh, man, it's so hard and it kind of like makes my stomach turn a little bit, but sometimes people, um, I think what's frustrating about gluten-free people or celiacs is that that a lot of people will make fun of it too, you know, oh, yeah. which this can is be a huge really backlash. frustrating because you're like, look, I'm just trying to oh, eat I, here, people. <laughs> I always joke that I go on like an apology tour at restaurants because yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know this is a pain, but I have to, it's wheat free and they're like meat free. I'm like, no, no gluten free. It's, glu- yeah. it's, I can't have, fl- and so I finally, I just, I actually, I find it easier sometimes to say I'm low carb. So oh. I don't want to have any carbs at all. And they'll go, okay. And they kind of get that more yeah. than gluten-free. That's a So great that's trick. another trick to do I it. love but. that. So what if you could give like a pep talk to somebody that just found out that they have celiac disease or gluten-free, what would that be like, you know, encourage, encourage us? I would say, <laughs> on number journey. one, congratulations because now yeah. you know. Mm. And I have a lot of folks who reach out to me who have babies and young children before they're very verbal are having failure to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so now they know to like test for celiac or food allergies. My, my niece, 10 days old, was puking blood because the, oh. the, the dairy and the gluten that was passing through my sister-in-law's breast milk was made. And she's still, and now she's five, almost six, and she has not had gluten or dairy in her whole life. And she's just used to it. But it's, wow. I, I'm like, Thank God you know. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Uh-huh. So it sucks. And it feels like you have to have this like grieving period. And I get it to like say goodbye to those foods. Because food is joy. Like it that's is. how we celebrate everything. And yeah. and for kids too, like little kids and they go into birthday parties and they mm-hmm. can't have the cake and the pizza that they're at the birthday parties. Right. And ultimately it's a blessing and it's better to know now. Yeah. When at, wherever you are in your journey, just be if you can find some appreciation for it, because once you figure out how to how to manage it, mm-hmm. you're going to be so grateful that you have your health. Yeah, yeah. That's why you named the uh, cookbook Eat Happy, It, it right? literally changed my brain chemistry. Hmm. So if you have like 20 minutes, um, you're like, oh, shoot, I got to get dinner, right. you know, ready, throw something together. What what do you, what's your go-to? Um, what would be a good thing to throw We together? always joke, what's for chicken <laughs> in our house? Yeah. Um, Chicken's definitely a go-to. Okay, a couple things. I always remind people that anything cooked on the stovetop is going to get done faster. Mm. And then the oven takes longer. And then if you're prepping, like, a, obviously a slow cooker is going to take all day. So sure. if, you ha- if you think ahead and you're able to get something in the slow cooker and then you can leave for the day, great. The instant – oh, my gosh. I just – my voice just decided to stop <laughs> just there. <laughs> the instant pot is great for those who have one. Um, and I have a lot of instant pot recipes on my website. There, there's – my simple go-to lately has been throw chicken thighs in the Instant Pot with salt and pepper and a half a jar of salsa, and you turn it on manual oh, for a half yum. an hour, and you get, like, shredded taco meat. And so I make a bowl, you know, and I yeah. put the d- thing, the stuff on it, and then if you want to make a taco, you can make a taco, or you want to make a salad, you make whatever. Like, that's a really fast one. Um, very lazy. Like, yeah. I can't even, I couldn't even put that in the cookbook because it's not even really a recipe. Right. <laughs> It's just a cop out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a cop out you can make for dinner. Yeah. Um, I another go to that I do is I I marinate uh, chicken thighs, the lemony chicken thighs in mm-hmm. the that and, is in the oven, yes. but you can also crisp it up in the on the stovetop. Anything done on the stovetop, I just get whatever meat we have. I do uh, steaks, pan steaks mm-hmm. all the time. I do chicken uh, breaded in almond flour, and with mm. whatever spices I feel like that day. 
I always make homemade marinara. So I have that on hand. Oh, wow. So if I want to turn that chicken into a chicken parm, it's really fast and easy. Yeah. Um, and then I just make whatever. I, here's the rule of thumb is make whatever vegetables are about to go bad because we all go to the grocery store and we're like, I'm going to have oh, this yeah. one and that one and that oh, one and gosh, this I'm one. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have all the colors of the rainbow right. every single day. And then day. you look in your drawer and you're like, crap. <laughs> These are all going to rot in yeah. five minutes. So, so you could just saute whatever you have. Just start cutting it up and sauteing. Invent something. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid. You can mm-hmm. substitute proteins for proteins. You can substitute veg for veg. Just get it on the stove and get it on the table. Yeah. And don't give in to that thing that says, I'm going to get takeout. Right. Yes. So true. Yeah. And I'm guilty. I mean, I'm oh, guilty of it. We all of, are. Of I'm just tired. Being like, I'm like just, doing this. Just get Indian food. I just food. need food right <laughs> yeah. now, and I'm just going to go for it, and then I feel crappy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just, you're right. Well, we can they do just, it. Restaurants just don't use as high-quality ingredients as you would buy from the grocery store mm-hmm. in your home. It's just – so I, that's why I always say be really selective with when you want to eat restaurant food mm-hmm. because if you have any sort of food intolerance or – there could be other things that right. would – trigger it sure. you know sure so what can we expect from your new cookbook more more <laughs> recipes more <and> more. <laughs> still okay so there's still mostly nsng no sugars no okay. grains recipes in the dessert chapter there are going to be a few that have here's what i've done with desserts because 100 percent of people who give up sugar eat it again because Huh. We like our desserts. Oh, I we want to celebrate. Desserts. We want to yeah. have a birthday cake. We want to have, a, you know what I mean? It's 4th of July. I want to make a cheesecake with the berries on it and have the people enjoy it. Right. So what I have done, or my paleo pumpkin pie that's in the... Um, yes, it looks so good. Well, it took me about 16 times of making that to figure out you have to have sugar with pumpkin mm. spice mix or else it just smells amazing and has yeah. zero flavor. It's yeah. the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. So I, what I try to do is come up with the lowest amount of sugar in a dessert to make it still work and feel like you're having a treat. Right, right. And then for some people, that's too much. They don't want it. They want to use a fake sweetener. I don't like fake sweeteners. I don't like the taste of them. They're not for me. So feel free to sub your fake sweetener. But yeah, we'll have more desserts, more, uh, a lot more Instant Pot recipes because the Instant Pot came out between, you know, the first cookbook and the second one. It's huge. I don't have one yet. Oh, girl, you got to get one. I know. I've. It's, seen this is my it favorite on Instagram toy. that I am way behind, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, great. And how can we find, how can we buy that cookbook? I know that your current it, one is on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on so, barnesandnoble.com. Okay. It's in some Barnes & Noble stores, okay. but um, not that many, let's okay. be honest. Well, I mean, how many <laughs> Barnes & Noble stores are there? Well, left? I got, I submitted it to, it was so funny. I submitted it to Barnes, because I self-published. I did it all myself. Wow. And I submitted it to Barnes & Noble. And they're like, we're, we're so excited. We are going to carry your book in our stores. And I was like, oh! and the next line said, we want to order 25 copies. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Wait. What? And they do still order several hundred each okay. month. So they're they're out there, but they're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's I a see. lot easier just to go to bn.com or yeah. amazon.com and get it that way. Well, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I want to tell, I want to talk now a little bit just about how you balanced everything with all that you're doing. I mean, you self-published <laughs> a cookbook. I'm a mess, you're girl. you're doing all this stuff. And I know um, myself as well as so, several of our, my friends too, we've talked about this. Like, how do you do this where you have multiple passions? Because so many people People say, well, just find what you're passionate about, pursue that, yeah. and you'll be great. But I'm like, well, what if you have 
a lot of passions and you just don't feel like you could give one up. So do you have any advice or tricks or tips that you've learned along the way? I, I probably, gosh, it is tricky. Mm. And I think that I wrestled, like it took me forever to actually combine my websites into one website because I was scared that people who knew the gluten-free blogging and people who would use my website to like hear my voiceover demos would be freaked out to see them combined. And then I was like, no, I'm going to own this. And I thought about some of the most successful people out there who are role models have a million projects going on Mm. and they find a way to balance it. So surely I can do it on my smaller scale. Now, granted, they have a lot of help and assistance (laughs) and teams and (laughs) resources and all those things. And, and I do outsource some things, but some things you just can't like, Mm. I've got to be inventing these recipes, right? I've got to be the voice who does the ABC. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I have to be present for those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I think, yeah, you're right. We've been told to like drill down on a niche. And if you do great, do it. But if there's these other things, Here's an example. I love interior design, but I'm not going to go down that road because I'm not going to try to like make my living doing interior design. Yeah. I just love it and I like remodeling my house and I like buying things and fixing them up and it's that's not going to be a thing that I do for my main thing. Yeah. You know what I'm sure. saying? No, totally. Like so you just have to kind of pick like what's the most important. Now, becoming a cookbook author, I did not see that coming at all. Mm. I thought I would purely just work in comedy, purely just do voiceover and every now and then do something on camera. And that was one of those things that Universe was like, here, you have this podcast. You guys have worked at making it. You love to cook. Why not do a cookbook? And you know what happened is that it activated every single doubt or insecurity I could have because I don't know anything about that world. Mm. And I had people in publishing tell me, what you want to do, you can't do that. You, you're not a celebrity chef. You're not a known name. And I was like, but I have a platform. Yeah. And, and now I have over a 1,000 or close to a thousand five star reviews on Amazon, right. and that's because I did build my audience up, and I felt like, no, this is right. So you got to listen to your gut. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But yeah. I didn't see it coming. I still don't understand exactly why it happened, but it did. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. You just talked a little bit about. I guess that would be kind of rejection about people saying, "Hey, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. This isn't. This isn't gonna work for you." Um, I that's mean, been my whole career in everything. Seriously, everyone has told you me are you can't do that. You are probably a professional in that. That yeah. could be under oh, your yeah. special skills yeah. of deal- dealing. Well, I mean, with that, I mean, even voice wise, I was yeah. like, I knew I wanted to do voiceover. Yeah. And back when I lived in Atlanta, I took a class right when I got married with Paul, Paul Armbruster, yes, who yes. was a doll. Yeah. And uh, and I read a copy of like a Wendy's ad. And he pulled me aside afterwards. He said, you can do this. I'm like, really? Because I don't have like that kind of, I don't have like that kind of soothing voice. Or you know what I mean? Like at the time it was like they wanted the Demi Moore dented can. They (laughs) called it. You know, or I didn't have that clear, like you have this beautiful, clear Mm -hmm. voice. You know what I mean? I don't have that. But I have some other things I can offer. I have comedic timing. I have that kind you know, I have improv experience. And I just, again, dumbfounded myself because a lot of people said, I don't, I don't know really what to do with you. Mm. And I was like, just trust me. <laughs> we're mm. going we're gonna to do this. So how do you get over that? I, mean, how <laughs> I don't <did> you... know. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm 45 now. Yeah. And also I'm not afraid. I'm one of those women who's not afraid to say how old she is because mm. I feel like we all need to be like, there's something that happens when you turn 40 and you become more confident in it. And once you've had some experience, you can say, you can, 
it's it still hurts to hear you can't do that, but it's it's much easier to slough it. I'm doing that thing where I'm like, what is that thing? Roll it yeah. off the back roll, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let it roll brush off. it off the brush shoulder. Brush it off. Yeah, yeah that's it. it that's it. I'm like trying, I'm like doing this gesticulating. <laughs> I just thought she was just dancing. I'm just, I just dancing. Um, it's easier to brush it off, but like, oh no, I there's a video game, a very high profile video game that came out last year that I had was one of the leads in and I worked on it for almost two and a half years-ish. And then I found out that I was replaced <gasps> by looking at IMDb. I was like, oh, look, they put the game on. I, oh, that's funny. They put a girl in my part. And then I clicked on it. I was like, oh, no. I mean, oh, yeah. bleep it's that okay. out. Bleep it's it okay. out. It's all right. It's a podcast. No okay. one's. Bleep it. <laughs> Just bleep it. I went, oh, bleep. And I was like, you know, yeah. it still happens. And I still go, mm. oh, man. But then what I know to do is have my agent call them and call them out on it, and then they feel guilty and they call you in for a bunch more jobs. Right. <laughs> no, that is so true. That is so true. Yep. Something happens. Because it, well, I knew it wasn't a thing. It was, yeah. it was a, they, I, I was doing a, a dialect, a specific mm-hmm. dialect, and then, you know, they wanted, and I saw that she was born in that region, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you can't control that. Right. You can just do the best that you can. Hmm. Um. I, I mean, I'm not trying to focus on rejection yeah. stories or like firing stories, but yeah. it's just, it happens. Yeah. And I always tell talent too. I'm like, the moment you book that big campaign, clock is ticking. Yep. Yep. So enjoy it. Right. All campaigns come to an end. Yeah. That's the number so one rule. So just true. enjoy it. So true. Mm-hmm. So you talked about seeing the other girl in your place. I mean, comparison <laughs> is the other thing that is so hard comparison to get over. Comparison is death. Yeah. Don't. Do it. <laughs> so what do you do? What's your trick? I mean, what do you, um, how do you, you deal with it? You have to know, because here, as talent, we all think, you do that thing, we're like, oh, it's been a little while. Yeah. Well, I, haven't, I haven't heard from them in a little while. Yeah. What's going on? And then I haven't heard from them, and, and nothing, this isn't happening, and those people don't call me anymore. I guess I must be terrible now. Mm-hmm. I must be terrible. There must be something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And you have to do whatever it takes to resist that urge to want to beat up on yourself and understand this business is 100% cyclical. It's ebb and flow. Easy come, easy go. Um, I have had to, my trick has been to temper the good news so that I can temper the bad news. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, cool, cool. Like when I booked ABC, my agents were freaking out. I finally did the first session with them. And they were like the creatives who were trying to get a female on the air. Because yeah. I was the first female to get a night of shows on network television. That's huge. Ever. Yeah. And, I, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> like, but I, that's my protective mechanism. Like, right. Okay, cool. I, and they're like, we heard everybody. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, I still feel like it's a miracle when I book anything. Mm. So when they're like, we heard everybody. I'm like, I know I just happen to be the one. But most of the time I'm not the one. Right. You just, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. You know how it is. We send auditions yeah. and send auditions. And every now and then one comes through. Yep. Yeah. And do you exactly. ever do an audition too and you're like, God, that was good. I did such a good job. Oh, yeah. Job. And, then, and then like two weeks later, like, I wonder what happened with yeah. that. Yeah. I did so good. I know. <laughs> yeah. And then other times you're like, I mean, I just booked a, a national TV commercial and I was like, oh, great. I didn't get it. Like, I didn't. Yeah. You know, you're like, mine wasn't that great. And then you get, get it. it. You're like, okay. Yeah. What? And then I'm like, wait, what? Oh. It's not our jobs to figure it out. Just like it's not our job to go, there must be something wrong with me. Why hasn't it happened? Mm-hmm. Why does she always get them? Or why Why does like why does this this guy who literally sits in his underwear and doesn't do any hard work <laughs> always get it? No. Let it all go. Yeah. Because it's unimportant. And the sooner you can get past that, the mm-hmm. sooner jobs will start coming. Yeah. I don't know what it is. 
But the more you do the comparison thing, the more you're keeping all the wonderful things at bay that are waiting for you to line up with them. And I feel like comparison oftentimes takes you down this path of desperation. Yeah. And desperation is sniffed out. Sniffed out. So easily you walk into that room and it is sniffed out. I learned that 10 years ago when I got to be able to sit in on uh, chemistry reads Mm -hmm. for a show that I was doing and watching the guys walk in Mm -hmm. and it was the moment they walked in the door, I was like, that guy has a chip on his shoulder. He's a jerk. That guy's desperate. That guy, I love him. He set us all at ease right away. And I love, you know what I mean? Yes, like, it's yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you think that in-person auditions are the only, no, you're sending out those vibes yep. <laughs> with your MP3 auditions as well. So true. Mm-hmm. So true. It sounds like what what I'm hearing, too, from you is that you just... Um, you've lived your life where you're like, I'm going to pursue what I love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm just going to continue on this path and not look at anything that comes off either side yeah. of me. That's been important. And, mm-hmm. and it'll just happen. I it, mean. Well, it does. I had a mentor tell me about 15 years ago, if you stick around long enough, they have to hire you. Yeah. And that's the, that's the that's pithiest little phrase. <laughs> Yeah, but it's true. Yeah. You just keep mm-hmm. hammering it, and eventually they have to hire you. Right, right. And it's they will so... love it. <laughs> and, they, and they will enjoy they it. They will enjoy every minute of yes. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so great, Anna. Well, thank you so much for sharing your Thanks for having me. wisdom and insight. And, My pleasure. Um, if people want to follow you on like social oh, yes. media. Of course. And, um, and then do you post regularly like on like on your website so that they I can see? I post regularly on Instagram and Twitter okay. and Facebook. And okay. it's all Anna Vicino on all okay. of those. My blog is fairly active. Yeah. But it's mostly, and I do respond to, I have a Facebook group, Anna Vicino's Eat Happy Cookbook Facebook group. I have, it's got like 5,000 members and it's a really fun group because people are just constantly trying to come up with new fun, low carb ideas and trying to get off the sugar train. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, I do, I respond to almost everybody who messages me or tweet, because people have questions and I've been there and I like to help. Although sometimes I feel like they're punking me because I will get the same question within like 20 minutes. (laughs) Like, what about potatoes? That seems to be the most popular question. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I get that all the time. And I'm like, it's not, no, potatoes are not. They're not. They're not. They're not a grain. But. (laughs) If you are trying to lose a lot of weight, you might want to avoid those white sure. potatoes. Sure. But yeah, but that's always like, what about no? What about sweet potatoes? That's the question. What about oh. sweet potatoes? I'm like, they're you know, right? Have a sweet potato. Yeah, yeah. No Love one, sweet potatoes. no one ever became 400 pounds from eating right. from only me. sweet potatoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So sweet potato fries. You're saying Ugh. I can have as much as I want. No, is that those... what you're saying? If you make them at home, if you make them at home, I don't trust those restaurants because they put sugar in the thing and they roll them in like a sugar batter. Right. I don't trust that they're gluten free either. I know. (laughs) It really is. There's one place, one chain place I went to, they did the sweet potato fries and then they dumped brown sugar all over them. Oh my gosh. And I was like, what is this? Is this like a. This is like sweet potato casserole. I know. Old school school. mama sweet potato Mm -hmm. casserole with lots of brown sugar. Yep. Well, I can't wait. I'm going to make some of your um, fried okra. So yeah, I'll show everyone how it all turns out. Yeah. So thank you so much, Anna. I really appreciate me. it. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 